You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. I know there are so many of you out there that are here simply in solidarity for this conversation. I am really excited to share this story with you. I want to let you know that some of the things you're going to hear today, nobody on the internet has ever heard. Uh, They don't necessarily fit into the more manufactured parts of, you know, the business side of the story. So you're going to hear some other things. But what my goal in this conversation today, even coming to you from, you know, my personal space, from my bedroom and not my office, is for you to take away one thing. And it's that I am not special. I am not special. There is nothing about me that makes me able to do these things and you not to be able to. Everything that I have done is available to anyone, anytime, anywhere. I don't care where you live. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what your demographic is, what your nationality is. You can have everything that I have created for myself. Hey there. Thanks so much for joining So, um, and you guys are going to hear all of the hustle and bustle of a house of five kids because that's what this is, right? I live a life as a mother of five children, one with special needs, um, but it didn't start that way. So I grew up, if I'm telling you, it's going to get a little noisy out there. I grew up in a upper middle class family um, with my mom and my stepdad outside of Boston, Massachusetts, and I really, you know, I had a great childhood. We didn't, we, we weren't, we didn't have a lot of the creature comforts and things like that. <laughs> Hi babe. Thank you. It's okay. Can you do me a favor? Can you grab the cord for my, um, yeah. Can you just plug that in right there? Thank you so much. My incredible husband without whom I wouldn't be able to do any of this. Yes. Real life. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I love you. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you. You made me coffee because I needed coffee. Afternoon coffee, we call it. So grew up outside of Boston. Um, you know, I didn't get to go to summer camp or any of those things. Like we didn't have a ton of money, but we, you know, we were pretty well off. And um, I remember I was in college and I was sitting on the couch at my mom's house when I was in college and I was watching this movie called The Secret. And I remember they were talking about the law of attraction and everything to do with the law of attraction, how amazing it was. Um, And I just felt something in my body. I just was like, this is the real deal. I know that this works. I know that this is that this is actually a thing. And I just felt this overwhelming connection to this idea of thoughts becoming things. It wasn't even like they had to persuade me. It was like they had to remind me. Um, So I ended up manifesting all these incredible things. I I got this dream job working at this cruise ship outside of Boston, sorry, in Boston. Um, And and it was a Craigslist ad. And there were like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of applications. And somehow they picked mine. 
and I ended up getting the job. Um, I got tickets to see my favorite concert and sit in the front row. I got to, um, what else did I, I got, I went and bought a bunch of clothes and got them all on sale. Like it was like, I was, I was riding high. Um, and I was just all in on the law of attraction. And I had a boyfriend at the time who, you know, didn't really believe in it, didn't really believe in the law of attraction, didn't really see how it would affect our lives in any particularly good way. Um, and so I kind of got away from it. And then I ended up marrying that man, um, who is a wonderful human being. Don't get me wrong. He lives in California with his wife. Um, he's a great guy, but we were not compatible in that way. Um, so after we got divorced, I ended up meeting my husband and I met him online. I could do a whole story on that, but that's not for this particular conversation. I want to really jump into the meat of this. So when I met my husband, he had five children already. I didn't have any children. We didn't have children together until later. Um, but he had five children. She had two children from a previous marriage that he like low key adopted. And then he had three with his ex-wife. So, um, he had five children to, to support. And we didn't have a lot of money. He was a Sergeant in the army. I was couponing. I was doing all these things. You know, we, and then we ended up getting pregnant and, you know, we had our daughter and I was tutoring on the side when we got married. Um, I'm just trying to take myself back there, right? Like emotionally and also like physically. Um, any furniture that we had was furniture that we had gotten from people or from yard sales. I remember we got this big TV. I forget the girl's name, but she was an officer's wife at the time. And she had, they had this big TV they weren't going to use anymore. And, and there was something wrong with it. My husband went to the Home Depot or something and bought the piece to fix it. And it was this giant projection TV. Like at the time, that was a big deal. We went and got it. It rained on the way home. We were afraid it wasn't going to work. It did. Um, so we couponed, we did all the things. And then he ended up commissioning. He became an officer. And you'd think that that would be like this amazing, like boost in income. And it kind of was. Um, but then we got sent to Alaska. So we're living in Alaska. And I, I want to explain, like, there's a difference between poverty and just not having the things that you need to live. So when you have children from a previous marriage, what you make for money doesn't, it doesn't go as far as it needs to go because you have to pay for a whole other household, right? So my husband was paying for these other kids. And I remember there was a girl that we knew, this girl, Annie, she was a sweetheart. And she hooked us up with this woman who worked for an FRG. That's a family readiness group um, in another unit. <laughs> this is, yeah, wow. And um, we got to go to this um, this building where they had all these discarded uh, Dollar Tree toys that, that the company was going to throw in the dumpster. And they had them all lined up in this room. And we got to go in there and shop for Will's kids for Christmas. And I remember going through this room and being so grateful, right? So grateful that we had the opportunity to purchase these things or, or to get, excuse me, we didn't even purchase them. They gave them to us, but they were like little Dollar Tree toys. And we got to pick like four or five for each kid. And we filled up this trash bag. And I remember um, that, that lady, you know, her and a bunch of other people got some gifts together for Will's kids. And it was, it was a very humbling time. I didn't even have kids yet. And yet I felt like I was living almost in poverty, but 
I didn't care because I was with the man that I loved. You know, we were best friends. I was finally like head over heels. It was amazing. Um, so we got to Alaska. We had a little bit more money, but not quite. I'm talking like $300 a paycheck. You know, maybe if you wanted to go out to eat and maybe buy something for the house and that's it. Um, but Alaska was beautiful. Alaska was beautiful. We got there in June and it was, I don't know, one o'clock in the morning. And when we got there and it was still sunny out, it was crazy. It was like post-apocalyptic living in Alaska. Um, so we got there and we get settled and I have these two little kids at that point. And, um, I know I'm, I'm jumping around a lot. I'm trying to give you like a little bit of what it was like living on Hunter here in Savannah. And then a little bit of what it was like living in Alaska. Um, so we had two small children and then I found out I was pregnant and then I found out Will was going to go to Korea and I was going to be home in Alaska where it was about to be winter, 7,000 miles away from everything I knew, my family, my friends, uh, with two small children. And I had some medical issues at the time uh, and I was about to be pregnant and this just wasn't going to fly for me. So I remember I went to my husband and he was my best friend. He still is. He, you could tell, you just saw him. And I went to him and I said, look, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live this life. I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck where, you know, you have to be gone all the time. Like we're best friends. We love each other. We've been together for so long, like for, for not that long. Like I want us to be together all the time. Can you guys relate to this? Do you ever feel like there's ever been a time in your life when you just were at your wits end where you're like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. That's where I was. Um, and I crawled into his lap and I was just like, I don't want to do this. And he's like, okay, well, you've got to figure out then you've got to figure out how to make the money for us to be able to to not do this because if you do, then, then I can get out of the army and, you know, we can do something else. And I did not know how I was going to do that. I had no idea how I was going to make, which I think was the equivalent of like $4,200 a month. I, I didn't know where I was going to get that from, but I knew in my heart of hearts that I didn't want to live this life anymore. I didn't want to be in. Yes, exactly. Yes a new level. I, I am done with this. I want a different life. Yes. Oh my gosh. I so relate to that. And, um, and it had nothing to do with an ultimatum or anything. Like it was more than anything. It was just, I, I realized in that moment that I probably, I, I got to pick, right? Like I got to have the life I wanted and, and I loved this man so much. And I had been, I, I was 29 when we got together. Like I wasn't going to squander all that time we had. Like I wanted to be with him and talk to him and have fun with him and, and have adventures and things like that. And, and we couldn't do that if he was gone all the time. I mean, when he was a ranger, he was gone 11, 11 deployments, 11 deployments. And that was only going to continue right and now. Here they are telling me he's going to go to South Korea. I didn't know how I was going to make it happen. But I knew that I had to. I knew that if I was going to get out of this life, I had to figure it out. And I didn't know what to do. So what did I do? I went back to my trusty friend, The Secret. And I went back and I found everything that I had watched from the Law of Attraction and all of those thought leaders. 
Um, and he actually had kind of gotten on the train at this point. And so he started watching things too. Um, oh, I love that. Just journaled about it. Oh my gosh. Isn't it crazy how that happens? Isn't it crazy how we're called to something like this? It's, it's amazing. This is how, you know, we're all connected, right? So he started watching this video called you were born rich. It was from the eighties. It was like 87 or something. And he was watching it. And this gal that he worked with came over and she started watching it. And we just, we started listening to everything that they were saying and getting back into the energy of the law of attraction, because that's what it is, right? Like it's an energy. It really comes down to the accountability to yourself to believe that you can make things happen. That's really what it comes down to. Um, which isn't easy. You know, it, it isn't easy to hold that energy. That's one of the reasons why coaching is so powerful because there's somebody literally there all the time hmm, to be like, are you still in the energy? Let's keep the energy. Let's keep the energy, you know? So, um, sorry, I have ADD, you guys. So if I get distracted, just bring me back. <laughs> um, so we're watching this thing. And, and Bob Proctor, you know, you guys know he recently passed away. He was in The Secret. Um, one of the things he said is that you have to know what you want. And I was so angry. I was angry that we got sent to Alaska. I didn't want to go to Alaska. He didn't want to go to Alaska. Why we ended up in Alaska is another story. And not a drama one, but just another story. Um I didn't want to be far away. I didn't want to have to pay all this money for his kids to have to come, you know, to be able to come visit. Like I, I didn't sign up for any of that. I didn't want to be where the air hurt my face, where you could literally pour water in the air and it would evaporate because that's a thing in Fairbanks, Alaska. We had nowhere to shop. I am like a giant, like shopaholic. It was like Fred Meyer and Walmart and that's it. Like it just wasn't, I didn't want that. And I had so much anger about all the things I didn't want that I never really stopped to think about what I did want. Like, but what do you want, Amy Lee? Well, I don't want this and I don't want that and I don't want this and I don't, but what do you want? What do you want? And that's what Bob was talking about in his video. He just kept thundering on and on in his yelly voice that just gets you to think. And he would say, what do you really want? What do you really want? What do you really want? Like over and over again. And I realized, like, I didn't know. I knew all the things I didn't want, and I had no idea what I did want. So there was an exercise in this little book that goes with the, the class where you had to write down all the things you wanted and the life that you wanted to have. And so I started to write these things down. I started to write down the life I wanted to have. I started to write down what I truly wanted out of life. I wanted to live in Georgia again. We wanted to have a car. We wanted to have $60,000 in the bank. We listed all of these things that we wanted. And, and this is the part I don't usually talk about because I guess, I don't know. I just don't like to talk about it, but I ended up meeting this girl at a yard sale. We had a yard sale um, because we got rid of a bunch of stuff when we moved, when we got our new shipment of goods. I met this girl and she had a beautiful skirt on. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I love your skirt. Where did you get it? And she was like, Oh, you know, I sell them. So I went to the back of her truck 
and she had all these skirts for sale. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love these skirts. This is so great. I went and told one of my friends about it. We had these ideas that we were going to sign up to work, you know, to be part of this company. It was brand new, blah, blah, blah. You needed to have 2720 in order to sign up. Neither one of us had that. Her husband ended up going to work to make that money. And we signed up and we made a little Facebook group and we sold these skirts through the Facebook. Yep, it was row. And we sold the skirts through the Facebook group. And uh, we sold out, I, we had a group of a thousand women. This was in 2015. Uh, we sold them out in, I think the first night, it was about a half hour. We were completely cleared out. So then I ended up um, signing up underneath her. And this is where it gets kind of muddy. And this is why. Because the way that I built my LuLaRoe business, the way that I built my network marketing business was strictly through the law of attraction. But when things went south with the way that people felt about that company long after I had figured that out and left, um, people said that the reason that I made all my money was because of this network marketing company. Well, of course you did. You were ground level. Well, of course you did. You started at the beginning. Well, of course you did. But what I want to share today and what I really want to get out is that not only is that not true because I was doing this work before that ever showed up, but number two, I did it again since leaving there five years ago. I use the exact same methodologies to build my coaching business and I did it again. So I know that that's not true, but anyway, so I'm telling this story. So I went to my husband and I said, look, I am going to join this company. The owners of this company are going to know who I am. They're going to know my name. They're going to ask me to coach and train their people. They're going to fly me to California to come and meet with them and hang out with them. And they're going to want to hear what I have to say. And then, and this is what was really cool. I remember he had just come home from staff duty. He'd worked a 24-hour shift. He was exhausted. He was laying in bed and I'm just jabbering on because I'm so excited. I've got the law of attraction. I've got this new company. I'm like raring to go. And I said, okay, babe, imagine there's a map of the United States on the ceiling. Now, remember, this was in 2015. So this company maybe had a thousand people in it. This was not when it was in its heyday. More on that later. Um, so I said, I'm going to have people on our team in Massachusetts, where, where, where I'm from, but also I know people in Florida. And I started pointing to all the places in the country that I was going to have teammates. And of course, loving husband that he is, right? He's half asleep. He's like, sure, babe. Absolutely. You got it. Um, and sure enough, that's what ended up coming to fruition. And I remember I messaged the lady that was my, my upline. And I was like, I'm going to have 50 people on my team before blah, blah, blah. And she's like, whatever it was before the convention. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, good luck with that. And I think I ended up having like 120. But what's really powerful about this, because you're probably thinking, okay, well, yeah, it's network marketing. It's, you know, it's whatever you want to think about it. But I didn't recruit any of those people. They all came to me. They all came to me. They came into my energy because of what I was building with my attraction marketing, with the law of attraction, with my 
knowing how to use the universal laws, I was sitting there and enjoying the energy that I had created and having people come and join my team. So they flew me to California. The first convention that I was part of the company, I went and I spoke on the stage and taught people about how to organically and authentically bring people into your team and share the magic of the company, which at the time was very magical, at least to my knowledge. Um, and gosh, this is going to be a really long live. I got to speed it up here for you. Um, and then things just started happening and we were making more money and it was just going really incredibly. And my husband looked at me and said, you know, we're making enough that I can get out of the army, but wouldn't it be great if we could make even more? And I'm like, what are you thinking? He's like, I don't know, like 20,000. I'm like, why would you say that? Like, we've done so well for ourselves. We've, we've created this incredible legacy already. Like, why, why, why would you say, you know, that big amount of money? And he's like, what if we could? So long story short, we ended up making 20 grand, 30 grand, 40 grand, 50 grand, 60 grand. I think at one point we made a hundred thousand a month. Um, and then, so I'm kind of telling two stories at once. So let me back up for a second. So one of the things that happened during the course of being in Alaska is you could have all the money in the world and it wouldn't matter because you're still in Fairbanks, Alaska, right? Like you can go off, off, basically off the Island to the lower 48 and do whatever you want. But when you're there, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You can't buy anything. You're in the military. So I had to be very creative with designing my life while I was living in Alaska because there wasn't much to design, right? Um, do you guys ever feel like stuck? Do you ever feel like, you know, maybe your spouse's job keeps you living where you are, or maybe you have a spouse who has children from another marriage or something where they can't leave the state or something to that effect. Like, has that ever, do you, do any of you guys have anything like that? Because I think if you do, you could relate to this. Um, and I realized that, you know, there wasn't much to do as far as shopping. Like I said, there was Fred Meyer, there was Walmart. And, um, so if I wanted to change my surroundings, you know, I was going to have to figure out how to do it without spending. Mean, I think you, it was like $25 to ship things to Alaska. Like everywhere is free shipping except Alaska and Hawaii. Right. So um, even to get stuff from Pier 1 or whatever, like, was really expensive. And so I had to figure out how to design my dream while, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's awful. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to figure out how to design my dream, like, with what we had in Alaska and, you know, whatever I could get on Amazon. And so we had this really dingy bedroom, <laughs> like it was, you know, nice officer's quarters, whatever. Um, but we had this purple bedspread and it was just very dark. I have a picture of this in my Facebook group. So if you guys are keen to check that out, you can see it. Um, and then I was like, well, what do I want it to look like? Okay. Well, I, I want it to be tropical and I want it to be bright. And so rather than picking from what was available in the Fred Meyer or the Walmart, I went back into my mind and thought about what I wanted. Like, what were the best hotels I stayed at? What did their linens look like? How did I feel when I was in nice hotels? 
And so I was able to completely transform my bedroom for less money than I'd spent to buy this stuff in the first place that didn't really work for what I wanted. So that was the beginning of dream design. I wanted to mention that. So dream design was all about figuring out what I truly desired. And so that was what I knew I wanted to teach people. And so from the time I was a little girl, and I mean like little, little, I always wanted to share wisdom with people. I, I wanted to be a visionary, right? Like I didn't become, I didn't become a coach because it was a lucrative position. I consider myself to be more of a mentor. Like I'm going to do this. If we win the multi bazillions, which we don't play, but if we did, I would still do this because I love the work that I do as a mentor, as a coach, all that stuff, right? Like I love the way it feels in my body to share the law of attraction, the law of assumption, all these beautiful teachings with people. Um, so for me, like this is my life's work. So when I found out I could go into this network marketing company and I had the vision that I was going to be able to speak on stages and do all these incredible things with them. Um, and that's not actually what ended up coming to fruition. So long story short, without getting myself into legal trouble, cause I would, if I said too much, um, I was no longer aligned with that company. I made all this money. My husband got out of the military and I was no longer aligned. That's what I'll say. And I had to make a decision. And so I went to my husband and I said, listen, again, I can't do this anymore. I don't feel aligned here. I don't feel aligned. <laughs> That's what I got for you guys. I don't feel aligned. Um, and I said, I, I really, I really want to coach. I really want to go out there and do this for myself. You know, I've been doing this for the team of 10,000. I've been sharing with them and I love that, but it's never going to get me anywhere because I have to do it under the umbrella of this, you know, company that I may or may not necessarily believe the same things as, um, and I think I want to go on my own. And I was so afraid because <laughs> I was a sole breadwinner. I, this guy got out of his military career for me, you know, he, and, and, and he wanted to anyway. I mean, but, um, he looked at me and he said, if we have to, we can live in the front seat of the car. The kids will be fine. You go and you do what you need to do because I know that you're going to make this happen. And I believe in you. And I am 100% behind you. <laughs> so armed with that confidence and that love and that support, gave my notice, making very high five figures a month to start at zero and go off and do what I really love to do, which is coach and mentor. And in fact, it's funny, my title in that company was actually mentor. And so it's been really hard to even use that word for a very long time because it just has such negative connotations. <laughs> that was in 2018. 
I have been teaching dream design and everything delicious that goes with it since then. I have helped clients reach multi-five-figure months, six-figure months. I have created a quarter of a million dollars in a business for myself, not in any company, despite the naysayers who said that the only reason I made all my money was because I was in this network marketing company. Well, to you, I say most of 99.9997654321% of the people that I coach now are not, nor were they ever affiliated with that company. But why do I tell you this, right? Like why share all this? Well, number one, because I think that there is a lack of transparency in the coaching industry where a lot of people have beautiful pictures and don't get me wrong. My photographer is amazing, but they make it seem like they just fell out of a cloud and all of a sudden they were wealthy. There is so much blood, sweat, and tears that goes into becoming someone who literally makes themselves better in public for a living. Because here's the difference between me and some other people. Not everybody is living their life out loud. Not everybody is evolving under a microscope. But as a coach or a mentor, that's exactly what we are doing. We are evolving and we're sharing our evolution publicly so that other people can see where we've been. A good coach isn't going to go and archive all of their old social media so you don't see where they were. A good coach is going to let you see the spaces in their teeth and before they got veneers and before they, you know, whatever it is. I'm not getting veneers. I'm just saying. Because it's important to see that everybody can do this. Everybody has access to their mind, to the laws of the universe. Everybody has access to believing in themselves. Now you may say, okay, great, Amy Lee, then why work with you? Like, what's the point of having a coach? And I'm so glad you asked because it's not about the material. It's not about the education. You could Google all that stuff. <laughs> not me. Got my old chippy teeth from grinding. You could Google a lot of things about the law of attraction and the law of assumption and all those yummy things. The difference with having a coach or having mentorship is you've got somebody to give you that perspective, to show you that what you're going through is normal, that they've been there, that they did it a little bit differently, that they would have done it this way if they could have gone back. So you've got that perspective and that experience, and then you've got accountability. You've got somebody who says, hey, you said you wanted to hit that goal, or you said you wanted to you know, bridge that milestone. Did you do that thing that you said you were going to do? So for me, it's really important, and this is one of the reasons I didn't align there, I'm all about empowering people to know that they are already 100% yes and holding space for you, 1 million percent. They are already their highest selves. They are already capable in this moment, right this second, of manifesting everything they desire. And they are a highly evolved being. I 
just happen to be somebody who studies this for a living. This is where I put in my 10,000 hours. So that's why a lot of my clients are people who are making six and seven figures or are professionals and maybe aren't making six and seven figures yet because of whatever money blocks they have. But I don't look down on them from my little coachy perch and say, oh, look at you down there. You haven't made the money that I've made. That's not how it is. For me, it's about, hey, I see you in your highest level and I want you to have the belief that you have access to these same tools as me. Because guys, I'm not special, okay? I wasn't born an heiress. I wasn't born the the child of, of diplomats. Like I started in this marriage shopping at the Dollar Tree for toys for Will's kids. And I created multi-million dollars because I believed that I could, because I couldn't do what I was doing before anymore. That's not, you know, good for you, Amy, when you pat on the back, that's, that's law. And that's what I share in my programs. So I want to take a moment to tell you real quick about my program that's coming up. It's my most popular one. People call it the gateway drug for me. It's called the Conscious Creation Matrix. It's a six-week program. There are three calls with training and three integration breakthrough calls for us to do work on limiting beliefs together. We can talk about what's holding you back, why this isn't working, what you keep stumbling over. It is one of the most potent pieces of content that I have ever put out. And the testimonials are incredible. I think this is like our sixth time running it. We add new things all the time. If you're interested in working with me at a lower price point, just to kind of get into my energy and see what it's like to be in the energy of somebody who uses these laws regularly, not somebody who's better, not somebody who's superior, but somebody who has the experience of working with this information and sharing it with others and takes pride and joy in doing that, then let's have a conversation. I would love to get on a call with you to talk to you about the conscious creation matrix, or if you feel like it and you want to go even deeper, I do take on one-on-one clients periodically, depending on, you know, what the, uh, the client load is at the time. Um, but I'm always open to conversations. And even if you just want to have a quick conversation about, Hey, I'm stuck here and I'm still trying to figure this out. I'm totally available for those conversations as well. But what I need you to take away from this today, if nothing else, is that this is 100% available to you. Okay. I don't care if you are living in a can with Oscar the Grouch, you and your beautiful brain and your incredible mind have the capacity to create and manifest and live a life beyond your wildest dreams. You deserve it. You were born worthy of it. You'll continue to be worthy of it. And that's what I want for you. So before I go, I just want to invite you guys, if you haven't already, to come join my Facebook group. It's called Design to Dream. It's right here on Facebook. It's a free group, all kinds of yummy content. I shared a brand new visualization technique that I invented last week right there on the page. You don't have to buy anything or sign up for anything. So if you're interested, you can go check that out. 
And for those of you watching on Instagram that have stuck it out with me this long, thank you so much for being here. And thanks for listening to my story. If you guys have any other questions, you want to hear more about anything, um, feel free to put it in the comments. Uh, one last question for those of you who are still here. I would love to know, did this conversation resonate for you? Did you feel like it gave you some peace of mind or some insight that maybe might inspire you to take some of this information on your own heart and to really start showing up for yourself and for what you desire and for what you, what you want for yourself because that's what it's really all about. We are all here to live incredibly abundant, beautiful, worthy lives. No one is excluded from that. Not you, not me, not the lady down the street. So I hope that this was helpful for you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. And I'll see you guys really soon. Hold on. Vamping while I get my little outro video. There we go.